biggest stories in all of Clarksville throughout the entire week. So we talk about here. It's the Clarksville Rundown, a Clarksville Now original podcast. My name is Ryan Pluckelman, and yes, he does have a Satan ornament on his Christmas tree. <laughs> the news director of ClarksvilleNow.com, the editor-in-chief, Mr. Chris Smith. Hey, Ryan. <laughs> you got I, uh, people worked up on Christmas, didn't you? Oh, I thought about instead of saying, hey, Ryan, saying, hail Satan. But, <laughs> you know, some people are sensitive. <clears throat> so, Chris has a cartoony yes. Satan ornament it's, it's on his tree. It's a little tree. devil playing a guitar. Right. It was a joke that was given to him by, by a friend. So it's yeah. not... It's not put on the tree in worship or reverence no it's put on the tree in a in, a, in mocking and irreverent it, yeah i mean there's there is actually there's two devil ornaments now i think oh, about it great i've got now a, we're gonna have more complaints on a, clarksville I've a, now i've got a little ducky on the tree that has uh devil horns okay all right but um but yeah no my tree is full of crosses and angels and pictures of my church and all kinds of stuff and i'd love to point out one little satan ornament real quick Chris Smith goes to church more than you do. <laughs> and what I mean by that is most of the time, most of us are looking at an excuse to get out, right? Like if there's two services on Christmas Eve, it's like, I'm going to pick one. Chris no. goes to both of them. You got to go to both. See? They're different services. See? One's got little kids running around yelling and, and it's not fun. the church of Satan. He goes to the Episcopal church. Yeah. He goes to Trinity Episcopal church. And so then the second one has yeah. all the incense and the candles and peppermint and lights and, it's um, and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so we wanted to clear that up for everybody who got worked <laughs> up last time. We, 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 we did a podcast with our daughters. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. I did. What did you guys do? Um, this was a Christmas that was fun. You um, know, all the kids were home because Chris and my kids are all growing up and this is like the first time i sat down with my wife and i'm like this is the christmas where we have to wake the kids up because mm -hmm. you go through your your life when your kids are young and they wake you up yeah because they want yeah it's 4 a.m it's yeah. 5 a.m i remember doing that to my parents i remember being so cold outside yes it's like why is it so cold why is the house so dark what's well, so freaking 4 a.m right exactly <laughs> and, you're, and you're rushing to get your parents yeah. to uh to to you know wake up so you can do some Christmas unwrapping. Yeah. And this year it was nine o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. That's there. late for you too. Oh yeah. It's real late for me. And I'm sitting there with my wife having some coffee and I'm like, we got to wake the kids up. Mm -hmm. Let's get this Christmas show on the road, everybody. Yeah. So yeah. yeah very nice overall. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good. So you have a family in town. Yeah. Family in town. And then we're going to have some family in town for, for new year's as well. This is actually the first time. So new year's Eve, we're doing a little gathering at the house. And I get to meet my daughter's boyfriend for the first time. Ooh, yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 So that'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. These are the biggest stories, though, right here. It's not it's not meeting my daughter's boyfriend for the first time. It's these stories. These are the biggest stories of the week. Yeah. ClarksvilleNow.com. Now, here's the bonus. It's not just this week because uh, last week we mm -hmm. had our daughters on and right. it was for Christmas special. Mm -hmm. So these are the last two weeks, which makes sense because there's not been a lot going on lately. <laughs> the God honest truth is this yeah. is the slowest week ever. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing gets done. Yeah. This is the week you don't want to make any news <laughs> at all. 
because it's going to be <laughs> elevated because it's a slow news week and we are scraping the barrel trying to find something to report. Ask Nikki Haley about that. She'll break it down for you and <laughs> yeah, let Nikki you know Haley. that you never want to make news on the yeah. on the week between Christmas and New Year's because nothing else is going on. And that's all everybody's going to talk about. Exactly. So, so the last two well, weeks. We got two weeks worth of news here. So here you go. Yeah. All right. All right. So uh, this week um, we heard a little bit more about something the Clarksville Now first reported. Gosh, when was it back in June? Mm-hmm. Um, but that uh, the Clarksville Speedway, that the city is considering buying the Clarksville Speedway. Now, I want to start real quick before we get into the details yeah. to calm everybody down. Okay. The city is not forcing the owner to sell the Speedway. Mm-hmm. They're not annexing the speedway. They're not, what, what's it called? They're not eminent domaining the yeah. speedway. The Clarksville Speedway owner, the mm-hmm. private citizen who owns the Clarksville Speedway, has expressed a, a desire to sell his property. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know that it was um, necessarily his idea. Um, I'm not sure whose idea was actually that he sell it. But he said last, uh, you know, on Thursday night, um, he said basically, you know, he's been doing this for 20 some years. Um, He feel he said, quote, I'm backed up into a corner with all the houses going up around me. I know down the road at some point it's not going to be feasible to continue doing the speedway. Those are his words. Right. Um, He said, uh, you know, he basically he but he didn't want to sell it for houses. He's really committed to the speedway continuing to function, um, not as a racetrack, but as the uh, fairgrounds is basically a place to have, have the big county fair, mm-hmm. which the Scoggins picked up. Yeah. It used to be yeah. run by the JCs back in the day at right. what used to be the Clarksville Fairgrounds, which was at Liberty Park, yep. what, what is now Liberty Park. The city kind of gave up on it, I guess. The JCs did it for a while, and then the volunteers who were running the um, the county fair just weren't interested. Right. So the Scoggins were like, hey, we'll take that thing. And so they started running the Montgomery County Fair every year and continued it um, for a very long time. Then they've also done um, circuses out there. They've had the circus. Every year they have the uh, Christmas lights, the drive through Christmas lights. And he wants there to be that stuff to keep going just without the racing. And I can appreciate that. And mm-hmm. I can appreciate the fact that the guy doesn't want it. His wife don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. At some point, you just want to go like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I want to relax and retire a little bit. The way he put it Thursday night was, I've been working eight days a week, you know, for a very long time. And he's getting older and he's ready to move on. So, um, yeah, so he wants to sell it because it's also, you know, I mean, the complaints, they've had all kinds of issues with um, the noise out there. And it's been a problem because when they built the Speedway, it was in the middle of nowhere. Of course, right. the Clarksville has grown around it and all these houses have been built up around it. And then, you know, people are buying houses, you know, moving here from North Dakota and they don't know they don't know that there's a speedway right next to the house or what the implications are of that. So the noise issues was part of it too. My favorite welcome to Clarksville rite of passage is for someone whose realtor didn't let them know. Like mm-hmm. you didn't like go visit the house during speedway hours. And so you buy a house near the speedway. You have no idea. And you're new to town. And all of a sudden one day, all you hear is you hear the sounds of the speedway. And so what do you do? You log on to Clarksville chat and you go, (laughs) this is ridiculous. How is the Speedway allowed to be so loud on the weekends? Enter. Yeah. And then that post goes up on Clarksville chat. And then you just get piled on with it. It's been there before your house was built. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's it's a weird conflict, and you know, if you were planning a city, you would not put a major racetrack right in the middle of <laughs> right. But they've been here for for twenty know. years. The subdivisions yeah. came after the speedway. Yeah. And I, I, my first house in Clarksville, we lived near the Speedway. And guess what? Weekends when the Speedway oh, was open. It? Oh, yeah, I could hear it from, from my house. Yeah. You just, hey, that's their business. That's their property. They were yeah. there before the neighborhoods. Yeah. You don't like it. You shouldn't have bought a house near a Speedway. Yeah, yeah. So he's kind of seen the writing on the wall. This yeah. can't keep on going forever. And so he's mm-hmm. wanting to sell it. Now, the cool thing is... So he doesn't want to sell it for houses. He wants to sell it to, to keep it going in some way. Which is fantastic. Meanwhile, the city has been looking for the last several years at building a recreation center in North Clarksville. Mm-hmm. Um, there are only three recreation centers in for the city, and they're all south of the 101st Parkway. Yeah. So this would be really cool to have a place in North Clarksville where people can meet. They can have you know um, places to go to have events and all that kind of stuff because there's not anywhere like that right. up on that side right. of town. So this would be the Hazelwood Recreational Complex. And the idea is to build a rec center there, but also build an indoor pool, Mm -hmm. like a permanent one, not a, you know, spirit Halloween indoor (laughs) pool with a plastic dome that gets put up once a year. Okay, what do you do with that pumpkin? We need that for a pool. Where's (laughs) that inflatable pumpkin? So we had that for many years. It was a neat solution once a year. You know, they'd have it up over the winter over at New Province. Well, that thing got ripped up by a storm. Yeah. So now the idea is build a permanent indoor pool um, with a gym and all kinds of other stuff up there. Add a blue way access point um, and big walking trail and then a big multi-use field. So the thinking is that's where we could have the fair. Yeah. That could be the new fairgrounds and they could be other events there, you know, um, as a big open area. Um so we can keep keep things going. I love it. And I love the fact that he doesn't want to sell to developers because the reality is if you look at what happens to that land and the value of that land, right now it's zoned agriculture, mm-hmm. right? And so that that gives it a certain value. But once it would be switched to residential, he stands to make a lot oh, of yeah. money. Yeah. Uh, someone figured around $11 million what he could sell that property for. Yeah. When the city wants to buy it for $7 million. Right. This dude's leaving $4 million on the table. Mm-hmm. He is. To make sure that it doesn't turn into seven trillion tiny houses that are right next door to each other. It's a space that can continue to be a gathering space for the county fair and other things and a recreation center. So I, I think it's a win-win all the way yeah, around. I, I, it is. I haven't heard a single compelling argument against this plan. I mean, the, yeah. I mean, the only argument that people could make is, well, we want to keep the speedway. Well, you can't because it's just not going to last. You know, it's and it's just not a good spot for it. And, you know, it needs to move anyway. And he's and he the seller doesn't want to keep it going. Right. You know, he's again, the city's not forcing him. Right. They're not taking his land. He's making a decision to go like, you know what? I'm kind of done working 97 hours a week. Yeah. And I want to retire. Kudos to you. It's the American dream. He built the business. It was successful. And now he's in a situation where he can sell that, maintain a community space. Mm -hmm. He's leaving $4 million on the table, folks, to make sure that this doesn't turn into seven trillion houses. Yeah. And just, you know, North Clarksville has, 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 there's areas of North Clarksville that have just become a sea of houses. And that's great as far as like development, and it's nice to have for people to have places to live, yes. and it lowers the cost of housing if we have more house, all that. But you've got to have a place for people to go. Yep, you got to have places for people to have fun, to gather, to have big community events, and we need that somewhere. This is a good spot for it. Absolutely, a win-win all the way around. And now there's another complication with all of this, and oh. that that is that 
if he didn't sell, we're widening Nemore Road. Right. That's been long desired. Nemore Road is way too too narrow yeah. for the amount of traffic that's on it. Plus, it's a major safety hazard. If there's a wreck on Nemore Road, part of your access through the community is cut off. Right, right. If there's a fire at the same time that there's a wreck on Nemore, guess what? Fire trucks can't get to your house. Right. Your house could go up and the house next to it and the house. I mean, right. it's, there's major safety issues with that. So we've got to widen Needmore. The widening, in order to widen it through that area, the houses are on one side are so close to Needmore. And the racetrack with those big shipping containers holding it up yeah. is on the other side. They will have to build a $4 million retaining wall in order to widen Needmore Road next to the racetrack. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Just to support the racing track. Right. They would have to build a $4 million retaining wall. And they'll have to eat up against the houses on the other side. So if they can buy this and get also and get this valuable land out of it, they don't have to worry about building the retaining wall. They can just bulldoze that edge yeah. of, the, of the racetrack itself mm-hmm. and just build Nemo Road as they normally would without that additional $4 million expense. Okay. Again, win, 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 win. We can't right. add another win to this. Uh, but I'm no. excited. I'm excited to go, and I, I haven't done it yet, to go on Clarksville Now's Facebook page <laughs> and to see the arguments. <laughs> oh, against people it. are mad. Oh, we want our speed. We want our speed. Again, well, you know, yeah. He's not being forced into retirement. Mm-hmm. He's choosing this. Yeah. He if he wants, can you fault a guy? Yeah. And and is, can you fault two folks that have been working their tails off for years mm-hmm. for saying like, I'd like to kick my feet up and go spend some time on the beach. Absolutely not. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, I think it'll work out. And the indications that I was seeing at the council um, the other night is that there's probably enough support. I don't think there's any huge support again. You know, there were some questions about the price, which is valid questions to raise yeah. to make sure, you know, we're doing our due diligence and all that. Well, and the questions that were raised. Points. Yeah. The questions that were raised about the price was based on it being zoned agricultural land. Right. Right. When in the reality is, if he were to sell it, it's yes. going to go commercial, it's going to go residential, right. and the price is going to be $11 million. Right. So $7 million seems like a good bargain for me. Yeah. 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 So um, we'll see what happens next with that. Um, so the other thing, and this is a sort of a remnant from the tornado stuff that was happening. So after the tornado, um, there were a bunch of apartment complexes that mm-hmm. ended up getting heavily damaged, yeah. um, if not destroyed, by the uh, the storm. So a couple days after the storm, you know, these residents, they, you know, their ha- their cars are covered in bricks. They have no belongings, you know, everything's wet, everything's destroyed and damaged. They're living, you know, in a shelter at Northeast High School. And they get an email saying, hey, come get your stuff and get out because we're tearing everything down. We're doing, we're getting ready for demolition. You got to come get your stuff. If you don't come get your stuff and move your car, then everything's going to be thrown away and, uh, and re- repoed. Imagine. You've just lost everything. All of your belongings are in some sort of disarray, whether it's a pile of bricks, whether it's a structure that no longer has a roof. And so your whole life has been upended. You have no place to stay and you're scrambling to find, you know, enough belongings to find some clothes on your back, finding a place to stay, trying to get your car insurance figured out. And then... Your company, your rental company that owns your apartment says, get your stuff out in 24 hours. What is the name of this rental company? 
Um, let's not go there. No, can um, we? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, it's in the article because it's 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 not a locally right. owned. It's a Texas <clears throat> based uh, operation. Um, and, yeah. Oh, by the way, I said repoed. I meant a toad. Not toad. Repoed. Yeah. But but what what floors me about this is, mm. and I and I, I, you can speculate as to why they wanted to do that for some very shady reasons. Mm. But what just blows my mind, like whose idea was it? To take people who have just lost everything in mere days. We're not talking weeks. This is this podcast is being recorded what, three weeks after the mm-hmm. tornado. These people got this notice days, right. days after their life had been upended. Who thought that that was proper procedure and who thought that was a good idea? I can tell you is a rental company from Texas. Yeah. Go look uh, in the article and you can find the name there. It's absolutely despicable. And then you saw Channel 2 came out. Because you. What, what I loved about the story, not the story itself, but what happened outside of it, right? Yeah. So we get information at Clarksville now from one of the residents, get the email, and like, this is going on. Mm-hmm. Well, we publish the story, and then a lawyer reaches out and says, hey, we want to help these folks. Yeah, that was the cool thing about all this. Yes. Yeah. Um, the day, I guess it was um, the day the story ran, um, we got uh, contacted by Sherry Phillips and uh, Rosemary Calcis. I, I may be pronouncing her name wrong. Forgive me if I am. Because, um, you know, we write these things. We don't necessarily. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> so Rosemary Calcis uh, with Calcis Law and fellow attorney Sherry Phillips um, decided they would pro bono um, represent these families mm-hmm. and go to court on their behalf and get a restraining order mm-hmm. to stop the apartment uh, owners from basically throwing everyone out. Right. Saying, you can't do this. You cannot evict someone on 24 hours notice. And that it's, it's, it's essentially an eviction. Yeah. And so they went to Judge Reed Poland and Poland said, yep. And he uh, issued a restraining order to stop the owners. So that gave the residents time to get their cars, to get their belongings, yeah. to move everything out. And the plot thickened even more. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people saw this or not, but we have we have a news partner in Nashville, Channel 2. News mm-hmm. 2 in Nashville is one of our news partners here at Clarksville Now. And so they kind of picked up on the story, and they were they sent a camera crew out there and a reporter to talk to some of the, the, the people yeah, involved. to do a follow-up on our story, yeah. And, they, and then they get video from one of the residents of this jerk and a half trying to kick down doors of people apartments that they're in the apartments trying to get their stuff. He's trying to kick down their doors to throw them out. And this same guy nearly runs over the news crew gets out and starts like, we're trying to help these folks and like trying to make it seem like kicking down doors and throwing people out was trying to help them. (laughs) I was like the, the truck that this guy was driving which I, which you look at his truck and you can go. I think this guy's compensating for something. Nearly hit the cat like they was. They showed it. it was like it was like a less than a foot away from the cameraman. It yeah. was crazy. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely insane. That whole story. The great news is, is that residents were given more time. Yeah, because think about it too. There's only so many U-Hauls. Mm-hmm. And how many people yeah, were in a situation like where that? Where are you going to put your stuff? Right. You know, I mean, there's not necessarily, I mean, there were storage companies that were opening up their facilities, but like where within days of a storm, everybody's looking for a place to put their stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are lucky enough to have friends or family who may also live in Clarksville, who took people in and all that kind of thing. 
So, yeah, it, it was just really striking. And it, it's funny, in the years I've been doing journalism, when there's trauma of any kind, yeah. whether that's a death in the family with an obituary or a major tornado or something like that, you see people's nature come to the surface. Yes. Tragedy brings out the best and worst in people. Yeah. And you see who people really are when mm-hmm. bad things happen. And there's two ways you can go when bad things happen. One is to not care and or take advantage of the situation or lash out in anger at everyone around you. Yeah. The other way is opening your arms and embracing everyone and finding a way to help find a way to make a difference. And that's what I love about some of these stories is Rosemary Calcis, Sherry Phillips. They saw this and said, I'm going to reach out and I'm going to help these people. Right. I'm going to embrace them. I'm going to, you know, help solve this problem for these people. And that, that's, that's the cool stuff. Yeah, we've seen it with this tornado. We've seen the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's one situation of it. And we talked about this a little bit a couple episodes ago, that the reality of Montgomery County and the character of Montgomery County really rose to the surface mm-hmm. in this tragedy. When's the last time, Chris, in a tragedy, you saw a city asking the media to tell people to... We need to stop volunteering for a second. We need <laughs> time to catch up. up. Right? Please stay home. Don't come help anymore. We were so efficient. The city of Clarksville and volunteers were so efficient and so, over, so overwhelmingly fantastic at the cleanup efforts. Clarksville now got a call saying, hey, could you just let everybody know like we, got, like, we can't take volunteers for a couple of days because we got to catch up. Yeah. And the same thing happened with food. Exactly. The same thing happened with the donations. Right. They said, stop sending donations. We don't know what to do with all yes. this stuff. We resp- you know. Montgomery County responded in such an overwhelming fashion that you overwhelmed authorities to the fact that they needed time to take a breather. Mm-hmm. That's the best. Right. Everybody yeah. was like, what can I do? How can I help? The worst is this horrible rental company out of Texas that decided to throw people out of their homes on a day's notice because they were going to do some things that may not even been legal to begin with. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, you really. Yeah, the story is the issue was um they needed to they were wanting to clean everything out and board things up so mm-hmm. they could start doing repairs immediately. And I don't know if it was in in the wake of that or not, but the city issued um, a news release saying, hey. You can't just go in and demolish stuff. You have to get a demolition permit before you demolish something. I know people's houses have been damaged and you want to move on, but you cannot demolish things without a demolition permit. So if you're showing up with bulldozers to try to knock down tornado damaged houses, slow your roll, right? back up. You got to get a demolition permit. Let's talk about this first before you go knocking things down. I did see, by the way, that the internet did what it always does. And people found out who the fellow was that was knocking, that was trying to kick down doors and run over the news team. And his name went everywhere and he had to turn off his Facebook page. Yeah, that's the thing. You got to be careful these days. The days of social media. They're going to find you. If you don't want to own your decisions, you're going to be in some trouble. (laughs) Um, All right. Next big story that happened in the middle of all this was, um, I guess it was right after this, on December 20. Yeah. uh, LG Kim broke ground. On the 3.2, not million, billion, 3.2 billion dollar electric vehicle battery materials plant in Clarksville. Um, I, I, I don't, I don't think people realize what a big deal this is. I don't think people have grasped the enormity of it. 
Um, it's it's twice the as big of a deal as yeah. a Hemlock Semiconductor was, and people lost their minds over Hemlock Semiconductor. Um, this is twice that size, um, three point two billion dollar plant. Um, it's on a four hundred twenty acre site. Cool thing was, um, where exactly is the site? By the way, I've tried to figure out where it is. Oh, I've asked you a question. You've asked you me a question. I'm going to stop what I'm doing. Okay. Um, no, you go in your role. We'll ask, I'll ask that later. I'll bring it up again. It's up at the industrial park. Okay. Well, that um, narrows it down. Yeah. Well, it's up there. That side of town. Um, but anyway, the cool thing about this is not only, you know, of course, our you know local officials were there and the mayors were there. Um, the governor of Tennessee was there, Bill Lee. Yeah. He spent some time in Clarksville doing some other stuff while he was at it. The president of LG Chem was there, and the Korean ambassador to the United States was at this event. Really? Um, yeah, it was it was a big deal. Um, and so the uh, so the brick ground on this, it's going to have uh, 860 jobs, all high paying jobs, with 300 of those jobs paying over six figures. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. I mean, Clarksville's <laughs> about to either have 300 people in town suddenly be making six figures. Or have 300 people move to town who are making six figures. Right. That has a pretty big impact on the local economy. Yeah. And the thing is, too, this is industry that is not dying. This is industry that's leading into the future. Mm -hmm. Um, You hear a lot of people talk about electric cars, and there's a lot of misinformation out there about electric cars. I, I find that this is a rule that I try to keep in life. I don't base my opinions on things on Internet memes because mm-hmm. I, I, you can be manipulated and controlled by, by memes and and all that stuff. But the reality is, cars will be electric in the future, whether you like it or not. And mm-hmm. there were people when the automobile first came out, they were like, "I want my horse and buggy." <laughs> like, like if you were a whip manufacturer for horses, you were like, "What? Huh?" You know, yeah. because that was going to to damage your industry. The technology is not perfect right now, right? Mm-hmm. But this is as bad as it's going to be. It's only going to get better. Right. And how awesome it is for Clarksville to have something that will be valuable, a necessity for the future of transportation right here in our town. It's We did not get a horse-drawn buggy manufacturer coming right. to town we got the, the, the folks that are, that are going to be making the, the things necessary to power vehicles of the future. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool that we're getting, so we're getting LG Kim, which is going to manufacture cathode, right? which is one part of a battery. Other side is the anode. Now, we don't have an anode plant yet. We need one. Um, and then in between <laughs> is the electrolyte. We got so Dungwa electrolytes. Dungwa electrolyte. Yeah. So yeah. we've got two components of battery manufacturing that are opening here in Clarksville. Um, so yeah, it's pretty awesome. Again, they're not perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a whole lot of problems with electric cars, but they're as bad as they're going to be right now. They're only going to get better. Right. 10 years from now, we're going to be like, oh man, wasn't, wasn't that awesome? I can charge in five minutes or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. But $3.2 billion billion (laughs) is crazy. I mean, just building it is going to have an impact on our economy. Yes. Just building something at that scale mm-hmm. um, is going to have a huge impact um, on our economy. So, yeah, so pretty big news. Um, so Interstate 24, other big news. Um, uh, so an interstate that runs right next to where this plant is Get right be. out of town. 
Is, is that going, the one? That's the one. <laughs> that's the interstate. Of all the interstates in Clarksville. What's that number again? Interstate 24 <laughs> is about to be wide. So um, the news was basically the TDOT has uh, said, yes, we are going to widen I-24. It's in their 10-year plan. It's going to be... Um, there's basically $807 million worth of road projects um, we're yeah. going to get in, yeah. uh, in here. One of them is uh, $296 million to widen a section of Trenton Road, and then $511 million to widen uh, basically I-24 through Montgomery County. So this will be like from the state line to about like exit 11. Right, right. Is the idea. Yeah. Now exit 11 to Nashville. That's, that's someone else's problem. other matter. That's Robertson <laughs> County's problem. <laughs> Um, but that will happen eventually too. That that is in the in the plans. But this is um, their ten year plan. Uh, unfortunately, um, it's not going to be finished. Oh, construction is expected to begin in twenty twenty nine. Yeah, that's the scale. Twenty twenty nine. Twenty twenty nine. That is the timeline that these projects work at. Wow. So it's good news. Yeah. It's also like, am I even going to be alive? <laughs> I'm pretty, pretty healthy. Um, 2029. Yeah. So that's, we got basically five years till they start building that. How long does it take? Do they anticipate it take widening 24? Like how long does it take to widen 11 miles Let's of see. interstate on both sides? So they don't have that. I can break this down for you. Uh, the corridor from exit one mm-hmm. to exit 11 Yes. Will be widened from four lanes to six lanes. Okay. It'll All be right. six lanes. Add a lane to each side. Uh, construction for phase one is expected to begin in 2033. Wait a minute. Yeah, you that just got your numbers sense. wrong. I got my numbers wrong. Yeah, way to go. So it's starting in 2033. Basically, we're all going to be driving electric cars or dead and at that point. Phase two <laughs> will begin in 2034. Well, 30, 2034? Yeah. Yes. So you're saying to yourself, when will they widen I-24? Ten years from now, when we'll all be either dead or driving electric cars. Oh, you know what? That 2029, that was uh, Trenton Road. Okay, gotcha. That's Trenton Road widening. Yeah. expected to begin 2029. Is there any talk about uh, the Warfield? Because, you know, we, we widened Warfield as, long as, as far as we could city-wise. But the reason why Warfield goes back down to two lanes is because that's state road. Mm-hmm. Was that in the plan to widen it completely? I think, yeah, I mean, that is um, something that we've been pushing for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's in the legislative agenda that um, we've been pushing to get that widened. The issue there is I believe there's either one or two bridges through that area, and building a bridge one. is really expensive. But you know what yeah. can build a bridge, Chris? Mm. Love. Love. At Love's least the songs it. say. I need love. <laughs> That'll fix it all. Um, so, but, you know, you think about, yeah, so we're not even going to start with Trenton Road yeah. until 2029. We're not even going to start with I-24 until 2033. I mean, this is why we need to get ahead of these projects. Right. Because widening a road, especially if you're involved the state, yeah. that's years down the road, yep. years down the line. So, you know, it's not like we can say, hey, we need this, we need this, and then, well, a year later, it's going to be started no, these are multi-year projects. So be thinking, Clarksville, about what you want, because ask for it now, because it's going to be about 10 years after your first ask, 10 or 20 years after yeah. your first ask, it's going to be started. I can't wait to come pick you up from the nursing home and take you to <laughs> the ribbon cutting of the widening of I-24. Right. Yeah. So exactly. Back in my day, exactly. this used to be two lanes exactly. in each direction. I can't wait for that day. <laughs> Sign you out. I'll bring them right back, folks.
He's got to go kiss the pavement <laughs> or kiss the asphalt. <laughs> so um, here's another heartwarming story. Good. So there's this uh, two-year-old girl. She has a, um, a, a serious illness. that Basically, she can't walk very well. So she has to use a walker. And um, she's very smart for her age. And she would see these other kids with walkers mm-hmm. and be like, Mommy, walkie, walkie. Right, you know, right. She'd want to take a walkie. Yeah. She'd go to doctor's appointments and whatnot. So she's always wanted one. So finally, um, they got her a walker. Well, her favorite color is pink. So she's so excited. Yeah. She's going to get this walker. She's so happy and thrilled. And she gets the walker because it has to be specially made oh, yeah, and yeah. all this yeah. stuff yeah. For, yeah. just customized to her. Yeah. She gets the walker yeah. and yeah. it's purple. A purple walker. A purple walker. So the uh, so it's purple walker. So they um so she, you know the family puts out a note about this. You know, and say, hey, can anybody help out? A Clarksville company comes forward and says, you know what, we gotcha. And so this company, which does custom like airbrush painting stuff of metals and things, they do coatings and coatings. Yeah. yeah, that's the word I'm looking for. You say airbrush, see, it makes it seem like you can go get a caricatured picture of yourself <laughs> sprayed on a T-shirt at the mall. You know these car things. I don't know these. They car coat things, things they Chris. Coat they things. put a okay. coat airbrush it. So anyway, yeah, they went. They went. They <laughs> they were working on a project where they were they were airbrushing a wolf howling at the moon on the side of a of a motorcycle gas tank well isn't that airbrush technology it's all airbrush technology Wolves howling at the moon is airbrushing coatings completely different but they use airbrushes to do it they're no not sitting, they don't that's in there with little paint brushes little wooden dowels no, and they use technology that coats paint they use technology them. what kind of technology not they use, airbrush uh, no, they don't I, use airbrushes I almost guarantee that I, it's an air-based technology i will put well not airbrush <laughs> technology. I will put $10 on the fact that You're those guys a, at a... Battleborn Coating did not grab out the airbrushes that some guy at the mall was using to paint this sparkly pink. They so used wh- their, their coating technology. They used their, oh yeah, their coating technology, consisting of some form of heat. airbrush. No, no. It, it's like you, they, they heat it and then they put this coating on it then they like bake it on. It's really, it's fantastic. All right, you're going to have to do my Mr. Rogers tour for me okay, of this uh, of this of this plan. I got the name right. Battleborn coating, right? Uh, oh, geez, you don't know that either. I know. Why it. are you even here? I have run through <laughs> so much information in my head. I cannot keep. Why are you even here? I cannot keep every story, every detail of every story in my brain. Broad strokes, Ryan. Broad strokes. Okay, all right. Yes, Battleborn coatings. Battleborn coatings. If you're looking for for coating. If you need some rims, like maybe you should get your rims coated. You could do matte black or something. It'd look oh, sharp. That would be cool. The fact that they stepped up, helped this this kid out, didn't charge him a dime. I think that speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. So, the, and the the pictures are just awesome. The little yeah. girl's so excited. Um, and then there's uh, if you go to the mom's Facebook page, she shows her you know, using the walker yeah. and everything. So that's awesome. It's, it's, it's pink now. And she's so happy. It's a great story. Yeah, this is what Clarksville does. Exactly this is what Clarksville does. Yes, it is. So, um, speaking of a new look, Clarksville now has a new look. Yeah. If you haven't noticed. We're no longer looking like it's 2013. That's right. It's 2023, baby. We look at a lot more pictures. And the other cool thing is it seems to be faster. And uh, that's an odd thing. It's like there was something in the process of, um, of redesigning the site. We did something to accidentally speed it up. Well, I'm not asking questions. I'm not going to complain about additional it. servers and all that'll now. do it for you. It's faster. Well, and, and here's the thing. You know, as Clarksville continues to grow, people want to know what's going on in Clarksville. Mm-hmm. And so they go to ClarksvilleNow.com and, mm-hmm. and we see month in and month out drastic increases in page views because people want want the news. And where right. do you get it? In Clarksville. 
you get it from Clarksville now. And so, yeah, so some some server upgrades, uh-huh. fresh coat of paint on that website. Fresh coat of paint, airbrushing. quick. A little bit of airbrushing yeah, on air, the website. You, what you don't know is Chris sat there for hours with a little airbrush, fixing everything on his computer screen yeah. to make it look just perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's a new redesign. Check it out. Yeah, it Clarksonnow.com, looking beautiful. Yeah. Now, do we have time to go through the top 10 stories of the new year, or do we want to save that for next week? Uh... Let's save that for next, we'll next save it week. Save for next week. Do you want to run down the 10 biggest stories of 2023 we can go, next week? We can do it next week. Let's do we'll it next week. Get a teaser. Yeah. Just tune in next week for that information. Next week, we're running down the top 10 biggest stories of 2023. That's right. On the Clarksville Rundown. A Clarksville Now original podcast. Happy New Year, everybody.